2: Many people say greatness is in their blood, but when you're born into a family of boxing champions, winning is written into your DNA. Leon McKenzie is definitely one of life's winners. A prolific goalscorer who got past keepers in all four professional leagues, Leon helped Norwich clinch Premier League promotion in 2003 and played for another decade before swapping his boots for gloves. Joining the elite group of athletes who excelled as professional footballers and boxers. Leon spent four years in the ring before retiring from sport for good. Now an inspirational mental health speaker, boxing PT and occasional talk sport host, I'll call up with my longtime friend to talk vulnerability, racism and making a film with The Rock. Hello, I'm Jason Lee. Welcome to The Absolutely Podcast. Today I've been joined by a friend um, and a really special guest. I'm going to introduce Leon McKenzie.
3: Leon, welcome. Yes, Jay. Good. How are you doing?
2: Listen, lovely to see you, my man. You know, we do talk regularly, um, but to speak to you at this level, you know, on camera, on the mic is going to be something else. So you've been really honest about uh, your mental health and and your struggles over the years, you know, but what kind of made you decide to be so open about it? I mean, because transparency is the biggest thing, really, especially Mm. in our industry, to talk openly about it. What kind of gave you the kick to say, you know what, I'm going to talk about it openly?
3: I would say, because of the whole mental health situation, um, I've done a lot of education around it. I've, I've got a lot of education around it, having suffered a lot of myself by myself, and it got to a point where I, I was just tired. I was tired, um, but I've all, I also feared a lot. So with the industries that we're in, or that we've been in. Um, It's obviously quite judgmental in itself. So there's always that fear of, oh my gosh, like if I say this or say that, and I got to a point where I tried to attempt attempt my own life um, just just while I was at Charlton and it didn't sit too well with me. I, 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 I honestly believed that this world would be better off without me in terms of how I was feeling emotionally. know so all my thoughts feelings and emotions were all over the place and obviously as you know i've got five you know five beautiful kids um totally amazing and and the thought of you know that that i could have potentially left them you know i realize where my power is today um so when i look back at everything and the reason why I, i spoke and there, was, there were a few little triggers, but I thought when I woke up in hospital, when I woke up in hospital the, the day after I tried to attempt my life, um, I was just completely numb. I had my family around my bedside and just, just completely numb, but was still in this thought process of, like, why am I still here? Even seeing all my family crying and everything, I was just like... So something was definitely, definitely wrong. But around then, it just wasn't the, the the topic to really speak about as such. So even when you know you go to the you know the, the I know I mentioned the PFA a few times. I'd gone to the PFA a few times, spoken to a few people. A lot was kind of passed on in terms of what I was just trying to. I was trying to cry out for help. But at that time in football, unfortunately um a lot was passed on in 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 in, and it was just like no one really wanted to to really tackle the 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 what's happened or what's going on Um, and i just felt so i kind of didn't really get anywhere with that and then gary speed situation happened where he had sort of taken his 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 life and he, he he was successful in doing that and it's such a sad tragedy um but it was another Another reason to be like nah nah i I need to start speaking. I can't keep this to myself anymore i I did believe at the time that there's going to be so many other footballers at the time who would probably be suffering or not trying to you know not really ha- knowing how to articulate or be as open as as I potentially could be, and I just told my story and um Shortly after, I kept doing that and and that led into speaking all over, you know, the UK and now sort of, you know, went on to different countries, you know, as time goes on. But speaking for me was the best thing I I ever done because I didn't realise, not only did, you know, former athletes, current athletes contact me after I'd, I'd, you know, put things out in the open... Um, but it it was therapeutic in itself. It gave me a sh- different kind of strength. It gave me a reason to uh, a different purpose in in life. Um, and and as life goes on, you don't you go through different types of challenges, and and you just get. I guess you you learn different coping mechanisms, and I think that's what what I've done all along, even up until this day. I've
2: listened to you talk about this subject numerous times you know I've read your book I've used your book when I've been with with young players uh, as maybe some sound bites and some inspiration but you know people won't really know our journey and how long we've known each other and when I hear you talk about it it's 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 never easy for me to to hear and I remember the time you know I, I called you um and you know you kind of know historically about some of my life and the fact that you know i lost i lost a brother to mental health you know you told me about your sister i mean this is we've known each other since our Peterborough days mm. you know you as a young player um, a bit older than yourself and in those days we we couldn't really identify mental health but we started to talk about it even then there was a few other players there that was exhibiting some mental health issues as well when I think we've always had that that bond in terms of I kind of get it, and but you know in terms of football, to not be able to speak openly about it in a football environment, that's the biggest problem that we've had to deal with, right? So if you're not speaking to somebody outside externally, you always felt obviously playing that it wasn't something that you could share. I mean,
3: you know, you, you know, I believe in energy, so you know, even when I came to Peterborough and. You know, I remember, I remember this, you know, like it was yesterday. Um, and I'd obviously had been before. Was I, was you there when I came on loan? No, I wasn't there. Right, I wasn't so I would have came when I came as a permanent, right? Mm. So I always remember this because... You was the big cheese
2: that came in. The yeah, of course, of course, of course. course. Upstart, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Huh? I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was a big deal in, 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 in terms of like <laughs> that provado kind of like, you know, I was coming, but I was coming to 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 prove a point, not only to myself, but like I'd been, you know, let go from, from Palace. That's where I started. Didn't work out how I wanted it to work out, but it was time to, to kind of grow into the play I course. knew I could was be right. It your time. It your moment. Um, So when I came to you and then obviously I remember, I remember coming into the changing room one time. And I just see you sitting there kind of like grinning. And it was just like the energy just connected. It was just like, yeah, I see you I know you are And I see you And But there was a mutual respect there mm. And you can't That 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 energy It don't just come along like wishy, Wishy-washy It was very real In terms of just I don't even have to say nothing to you And vice versa And it was just like That respect was there straight away So already my heart was like Yeah, yeah, yeah he's He's real, I can tell mm. And then from then as you see Even when we was playing Like so me, me, and you had like a, you know, a partnership in, in 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 a lot of games, and there was just it was just like you, obviously a bit older in that, but you had this sort of presence in that anyway. And obviously, you like to brock a few heads in that anyway, which I realized as as, the, as time goes on, right? He's settled down now. By the way, guys, he's settled down now. Yeah, but calm now. when he was playing, you know, we'd have like a little thing where we just like look at each other and we could just like wire each other straight away. And my game might not be going too well, but you'd just be like, Lee, like, let's go, man. Like, come on, let's go now. And then it would just be like, and then all like, right, I just turned into this little like <laughs> Yeah, you had with, the energy. You I just had, had this this energy, en- this energy, energy would energy. just rise from 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 nowhere and then mm. all of a sudden I'm like you know, I'm chasing this, I'm chasing that, I'm mm. rocking this and you're getting onto your flick-ons and... But we it's had each other's back, energy. didn't we? It was more 100%. Than that. It was respect, it, 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 we was, had each other's back. It was everything, like, you know, it, it, was, it was everything what a partnership should mm. be. But I think that partnership was, was more so what it was because of the off-the-field energy, which, you know, sometimes football's fake. Sometimes, like, yeah, you can be a partnership with someone... It, it, those real partnerships is when you truly respect each other mm. off the pitch, and you have a greater understanding and energy off the pitch, and it will yeah. will uh, spread when you when you, when you're on the pitch. You know, so I tell
2: you, one of the reasons why we I think we hit it off as well is because obviously I knew you as a young guy. I knew you had a lot to prove or you wanted to prove. You know, Barry Fire being the manager, he was he would always give you the opportunity, to it's a real characters Bullard, whatever it may be, but I could see through a lot of that as well. So I knew there was a vulnerable side to you. Mm. I love the swagger.
3: I was sensitive. Yeah,
2: sensitive, but I love the swagger. And being a bit older than you, maybe I'd experienced some of those things already, so I was better placed to maybe try to give you some advice and some, like, let's be calm, we'll be okay. Always had the belief that you you had the talent to go on to play at the highest level. But... I just think not only was it maybe good for you to have met me at that time, it was good for me to meet you because in terms of, as I said, addressing some of my issues in terms of, you know, mental health and some members of family. And as I've mentioned, my brother already, it wasn't something that I'd really spoken about to anybody. or opened up about it. was just like, okay. So
3: why did you feel like you could speak to me? I don't know. I think,
2: as I said, you showed, you showed some vulnerabilities. Mm. which very few people do within football, okay? So, for someone to do that, I think I've got more respect for somebody who's prepared to say, you know what, things ain't great all day, every day. And, you know what, you know, this is what it is. So I'm like, okay, cool, I can work with that and if you're going to be real with me, I'll be real with you and if I can help you going forward, that'll always be the case. So that was a good basis for us to have a relationship to build on. And, Within football clubs, you know, there are just acquaintances. There are very few. We both play for lots and lots of teams. There are very few people that I still keep in touch with from various teams. But, you know, you'll be one of them. And there was some really good players at, at Peterborough, who, not really good players in terms of what they achieved, but maybe some good people as well that we, we still keep in touch with. So to see your journey, to be part of your journey, um, it's not been easy because as I said watching it from where I'm watching it yeah. seeing you do what you do you know with your personal and the boxing as well <sighs> you know I've been to most of your fights and yeah. to watch you fight Leon I'm not gonna mm. lie like watching a friend or family member it's go hard. through that emotionally like draining like I was like
3: oh, everyone said that as close to me it's tough it's tough everyone, everyone that's close to it's me too much found it really it's too much. Hard. like dudes listening. all my close people mm. they were like, like Lee I'm not gonna lie I found it hard watching regardless of where I was winning and yeah, whatever it was a lot to take on because you obviously you know me from a deeper level yeah. you know but yeah no listen on a real, you know, like I know you've you've grown like so much as a person, like I've seen everything, you know, family tight, everything tight. It makes me proud um to see what where you stand today. But there's a period obviously, you know, you was the best man at my at my wedding. Um and then unfortunately through like life circumstances, you know, those things sort of ended for me. But at the same time, I just lost myself, so although we had that period of I weren't really sort of in contact or you know I didn't really sort of see you as much, and I just completely vanished. you know what I mean mm. it's not because there wasn't there wasn't love for you in the family, it was just literally me just trying to 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 try and figure out what what was going on, you know what i mean yeah. I so i had that. to I had to find a way to develop as a person and, and try and grow. Um and I feel like I'm I'm doing all right, but again, it's it's not, you know, it's hard work. Yeah, I know it's a day
2: to day and we speak and there's good yeah, good day to bad days. As you know, of course, of course. Um I wanna talk to you about 10 count. You know, 10 count, we've spoken about this. Um it sounds amazing. Seen some bits on the socials, Mm. but also, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about it. We spoke about some of your frustrations, five Mm. years in the making. You know, what's been going on with that? Where are we at with that?
3: Well, Ten Can is is my a documentary film that I'd sort of when I started my boxing journey really. So um started filming and started doing some, you know, where, where it was sort of moving with my with my life in in terms of boxing, mental health, and everything I was doing. And it turned into a bigger, bigger sort of picture. And it the fundamental the fundamentals is is obviously me, my journey from like football to boxing and um, mental health. But the bigger picture in it is is me just trying to get to the real reason why athletes are so susceptible to to mental health issues because I've seen so many breakdowns, you know, over the course of life. And I wanted to really tackle those issues. And again, five years is taken. It's now ready. Um interviewed athletes all over the world um, as far as, you know, Kelly Holmes, Ricky Hatton. So all these guys um, done some amazing, powerful interviews, which you won't see them do probably interviews as well as it was at the time I interviewed them because, you know, everyone was still sort of trying to find themselves. Obviously Dame Kelly Holmes now is is probably in a different place to when she'd done that interview with me. So... It was, it's, but it's real. It's, it's, it's things that need to be out there for for the, not just sports world to see, but society to see, with the challenges and and the difficult things that we can go through. Um, and it's ready. So now it's been to a few festivals. Um, went to a Melbourne festival. You know, started you know creating a bit of noise, and as you could see, um, I'd put some things on my socials, and. sort of like say you know to create a little bit more noise as well Um, the interesting thing about this is what I'm learning is you know we're talking about we're touching on a subject that unfortunately I think when it's these particular platforms uh, whether it's a Netflix, Amazon the BBC you know, they've all you know, apparently seen the film or watched the film, and um the response back was thank you, it's not for us, but um good luck. So there's no really no feedback in that. It's pretty shallow in terms of what the actual film is representing, and it was it was majorly discouraging. With all the work that's gone into the film, mm. um, when it does finally go to someone who has got a bit of heart and compassion around what I've done for the last five years and my team have done. But this ain't, you know, ultimately about me. This is about putting something out there, which I feel like is going to really relate to a lot of people and potentially save a life or two just through the stories and, 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 you know, the the way of life within this whole mental health life is a massive topic of today in society. And I see a lot of people talking about issues of mental health, but I'm sorry, and I'll say it, like, I will say I probably want, if not the leading sports person to openly speak when it wasn't even a topic. And I hold, that's where my value is. That's why, I you know, want to keep that passion for it. And I want this film to be out there, it, regardless of, of of money aspects of it all. That's out of my control. My, my, you know, five years waiting and for this to come, as you know, has been so frustrating in itself. And now it's ready. And you know where, you know, mental health is today. And you know the things that are on Netflix, the things that are on mm. Amazon or the BBC or whatever it is, you know. I'm talking about, you know, suicide and mental health and people, you know, self-harming and, and, and you know, top athletes going through all these major struggles. Yeah, but it's not good enough for your TV. So for me, yeah, no. Nah. When when it is ready and hopefully someone believes in what I believe in, because no one believes in it like I do. No one. And, and, and until someone does, I, I don't really know when the date release is going to be. I don't really yeah. know. The next sort of move But I know it's ready And um, I'll, I'll keep pushing I know we've got some You know, major um, Sort of Meetings with Sky And HBO um, And I'm just waiting I'm just waiting to hear from the director To say, Lee It's, it's you know It's been commissioned And it's, it's going to go And then and then I can't wait for you to see it But until then I, I've been getting declined, yeah mm.
2: Isn't this hope so- you know people listening some someone watches or mm. or hears about it and and maybe some in, yeah, independent investor or whatever yeah. it takes to get it moving because it's too good to be sitting
3: oh uh, yeah no you have to come and see it. it's 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 and it's not just cuz it's m- my film were based mm. around me it's not really fundamentally to do with me like like that but it's a powerful film and there's powerful messages in it and uh you know once upon a time you know i was where I was but it's all about the 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 response. It's all about the comeback. It's all about you know when life can get even worse after mm. the the attempted suicide. Really, when you look at the statistics around what was going on in my life, um, things got worse. You know, going to, going to prison and um, you know going through a divorce, a major divorce, um, and, and just you know things were testing. So you know to go into a professional boxing ring after those those situations again in life will show people that you know we've always got that fight in us we just got to find that a way of, of operating that. you
2: come from a, a sporting or a family dynasty really in mm. terms of boxing and sporting excellence was you under any pressure really to to go and achieve to be a sportsman or an athlete
3: no I think you know, like my childhood was was great to a certain extent, but also very kind of psychologically damaging um, with things that I saw as a child really affected my development in, in where I was a, as an adult. So there's lots of mental health issues that only until now, because I've done education around it, I can understand, I can see depression when I was eight, nine years old at that age but watching my my dad and uncle obviously my dad being a former British European champion and my uncle Duke being a former free time world champion when I was 7, 8 years old uh, I observed quite a lot so I observe all the time as much as the negative stuff I also see the positive stuff so when I seen that my dad get up at like 5 in the morning stupid o'clock training how he trains you know, just doing some mad things. And I was just like, wow, like, I rate that. I know, I kind of, it kind of gave me the ability to want to be something. I didn't quite know if it was a boxer, but, you know, I loved the Rocky films and I was all like, you know, always so enticed with those films and kind of saw my dad as a bit of a hero in just the way his work ethic was. I think I got that from him. Um, just the way he was as a person I saw when he did things he did from his heart um and I took a piece of that um and i just I just saw it as in an in, in infectious kind of rhythm that was in 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 my life at an early age and I was gonna go down the boxing route and just kind of was ifing and hour ah and was gonna proper go through the amateur route and and go you know where it would be like ABAs and, you know, national championships and maybe looking to push on to like a GB, try and get into the Olympics or whatever. Like Those, those dreams were there. But it was a choice I had to make between sort of football and boxing around that sort of 13, 14 mm. years old mark. And um, I'd just um, gone on trial for, to Crystal Palace for like, I was there like six months on trial. Imagine that. Um, but I knew that from my character then being on you know, trial for like six months, it would have probably broke a lot. So, how old was you if you was on a six-month trial? So I was a six-month trial. I would have been like fourteen or oh, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourteen and a half, maybe. Just touched fifteen. Mm. Um and then yeah, I was on trial for a long time, but finally got it, got the two year apprenticeship, which is scholarship nowadays. So I signed this y, um YTS to for two years. Um and then yeah, just like I had to make a decision. One morning my dad knocked on my door. Son, it was like stupid o'clock in the morning. Son, come, let's go for a one. Trump, let's go for a one. And I was like in bed and I was so tired. And I just looked at him and I said, like Nah dad it's, fo- it's football for me You know It's football for me still <laughs> And he's just like He kind of grinned Like he's not It wasn't no pressure He's like Alright champ Yeah 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 Alright yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah And he bowled out And I never looked back Jay To be honest mm. I had my first broken heart, um Around those times Of just signing for Crystal Palace actually And it was a make or break situation Make or break um, My first broken art, it was and I remember again, my dad come in my room. I Must have been in my, my room for a week, like crying, like you know, 40 and half, fifteen years old, and I just signed for Crystal Palace, um, and I needed to go, you know, training and, and all that. And I could, honestly, for for a good week or so, I was like just in my room, just not not doing good. And then uh, my dad came in my room and gave me a bit of a rude awakening, and just said like, "Son." You're going to blow it all. Broken like,
2: heart? What, you've fed up with a girlfriend or something? Yeah, but, yeah, okay. I had a girlfriend leave love. me, you know, little okay. puppy
3: love thing, it? And, you know, it, it just, it, it broke hit, yeah. me. Yeah, it hit me. I was like, right, this is this is quite hard to take, you know mm. what I mean? And I thought, oh, okay. But, you know, it's a thin line of of, of, of what that break can do. And, and I remember my dad having that conversation with me and just saying like, if you don't sort yourself out, you know and I, he just he said some things to me and I was just like I didn't want to let him down mm. and honestly the week that was commencing uh, I I, <laughs> that the, I trained wicked like so so good and then I kind of kicked on I just I, I from someone that came into Crystal Palace as someone that had ability but still very raw had the attributes but you know no one ever taught me how to hold up a ball and You know certain movements and gave me a a sort of education around the game so I had to learn all that within that two years Mm. but that first year I wasn't playing straight away Mm. I was on the bench and wasn't the first class striker so many strikers ahead of me Um, within my second year I probably became one of the leading goal scorers in England competing with Owen and Jason Yule and Carl Court and players like that Um, never got an England opportunity but um, you know, definitely was, was was firing, you know, within the South London kind of mm. area. And then that's it. And then made my de- you know, made my debut um the year after. So it's 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 all it's all how you you, you react to certain things, is it? Mm. It's all about reaction and what you do and, and that that's what becomes your power. I
2: think you went out on loan to Fulham. Was you at Fulham when I was at Watford?
3: May have been. Um, I uh, I went to I went out to, to Fulham for a month. Who was the manager? Ray Wil. No. Yeah, Keegan. Ray Wilkins. No, it was Ray Wilkins. Was Cookie there? Yes, he was playing. Yeah. So that yeah. was the time I went So that was there. the time then. Yeah. So yeah, they was all there. We won um, the league.
2: I have to get that in. We won the league that year. Did
3: you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> it was a bad time for me, actually. It was a bad experience. I was only like 18. mm
2: going out alone is I don't know about you but I've been out, I have been—I went out alone twice it didn't work for me yeah sometimes you you don't want to go out alone you just mm. want to be at your club and it yeah, feels like a bit I of a that. disappointment you know why am I going out alone I'm good enough but I always encourage players to go out alone because if you're not playing anywhere you need to go and play somewhere else and show people what you're doing. well about. this is the
3: thing that was interesting about that I went there but I didn't play
2: mm.
3: I played once in the month I started one game I didn't play very well against oh. Bournemouth I remember um, I came off the bench a few times, but for whatever reason, um Just wasn't playing was yeah. Kevin Keegan and, and Ray Wilkins at the time, mm. there was a lot going on within the boardroom and yeah. and I guess decisions were getting made and just it was really sort of strange and I think uh, bless him, probably didn't really know me properly then, but sort of Ray then bless his soul. Um mm. Tagged sort of tagged me as, as, as I had a bit of an attitude, but it wasn't because I had an attitude. I just was so disappointed mm. to be dropping down two leagues at the time and not, and not to get play. Game. Yeah, so I didn't understand. That wasn't in
2: the plan, was it? You it go this, going a game. Just
3: I didn't understand that. Mm. And if you know me, you'd know. Like, no, it's not because he's got an attitude. He's just mm. f- obviously upset. Um, and Kevin Keegan was, you know, I think he became manager in the end of he? Yeah, L. he was manager. That's right. So I uh, know there was a lot going on. Mm. Um. Very good coach, though, Kevin Keegan. Mm. Good striker coach. Um, and that's it. Yeah, I just came in. I came back to Palace. I went to speak to Steve Coppel, Sat down, looked at him, and I just said to him, don't, don't send me out on loan again. Mm. Like, And he just laughed. And he said, he's like, Lee, I had to do that because... <laughs>
2: <laughs> For people that don't know uh, much about Steve Coppel, I mean... He's spoken about anxiety, hasn't he? And, and mental health and that mm. before. And, yeah. You know, I would imagine at that time he was probably the perfect coach
3: or manager for you to... He's the best man manager for me in my career mm. because he just... I, I, he got I don't, it. He just got it. He didn't... He's not... Asked, man, I, I've seen him shout very rarely. Mm. And sometimes, he sh- you know, he's sh- he shouted at me for whatever reasons. Um, but his man management in terms of what, you know, he tried to perceive was was, was was spot on like I wanted to do well for him mm. and there's not many managers that I want to do well for yep. but when they come at you correct and they give you that respect and they, they see something in you it gives you that confidence anyway to say well I know he believes in me right mm. I think a lot of managers go wrong today it's all become obviously a business anyway but it's very few that have got that you know man management sort of skill the empathy the empathy, but also just believing in, in what, you know, I need to believe in what you're telling me. Mm. Even if you're leaving me out the team, I need to believe in why you're doing it. I think if you believe in your manager, if you believe in the coach mm. coaches of what they're trying to, you know, dis, you know prescribe or whatever, then it's like, you, you're going to want to do well. I think too many of us are just too like, oh yeah, it's not don't fancy him, not for us. And then it's like, you're left out. And then, you know, it becomes a bit of a spiral downward situation.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. All right,
2: I want to talk to you also. I mean, as much as we're talking about mental health and that's played a major part in in your life, I want to talk about discrimination and and racism. Mm. I mean, we're both mixed race, Mm. black fathers. White, white mothers um, when you speak about race as, as somebody who's, who's, who's mixed race mm. sometimes I don't know if, if people can fully understand that you're still having to deal with mm. racism yeah. on, on a level that you know colorism is, is a big thing for people so, so mm. for me personally to have to explain to somebody that whether for us back in the day you know I'd have still been a slave alright that's the bottom line you know my skin might have been lighter I might have worked in the house as opposed to working in the fields, but I'd have still been a slave. Yeah, I'd have still been seen as somebody as not as, you know, as as important as a white person. So explain it in that way. Because when you hear some people depict mixed race people and say, Well, you know, you're as, as much white as you are black on the outside, I could never pull off being a white person. I know for a fact that I'm seen as a black person. I'm comfortable with that. For you growing up. How did you deal with or how do you think it shaped your life in terms of being mixed race and dealing with racism? And, and has it affected your, your children in any way? Because obviously they're mixed race also.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I, when you're growing up, you, 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 you kind of learn yourself. And I had white friends and I had black friends. And what I realised about even in those situations being mixed race that is like, would I say I I learned how to adapt? Probably not that. I learned how to be myself, but I still felt that at that time when I was growing up, it's like I didn't really fit in with my white friends, but I didn't really fit in with my black friends. I was kind of in the middle. And and it was like a little bit challenging in terms of like, one of you know, I'm, I'm I'm I know who I am, but it's like I'd hear my white friends making black jokes. I'd hear my black friends cussing white people, and I've got a white mum, and it's like you're always in the middle to try and fight. Like, hold on a minute. Like, I get it, but people would still whether it's me, my white friends, they just see me as they don't see me as mixed race. They don't see, they don't say, oh yeah, that's Lee. He's got a white mum. They just see, they just see, yeah. Yeah, yo, yo, like you're black, innit? Like, really and truly. That's what they see. Mm. My black friends, we all the other sides, some of them will be like, yeah, you're mixed. So it's like, but you're not fully black, innit? But you're mixed. So you're all right. It is it's kind of that.
2: Yeah.
3: Some am like, shut up, man. I'm more black than you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like uh, In it's, terms of in knowing terms your of, culture. In terms of knowing my culture yeah. knows like what I how I've been bought up, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I've got a white yeah, exactly. mum. But it's my dad that cooked most of my food. I didn't, mm. you know what I mean. Like I'm not, mm. you know, I wasn't really, uh, uh, you know, baked beans and 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 fish fingers kind of kid. Like I, I, I remember you my had dad. Just soul
2: food. You had your rice and peas. I grew up. America. I
3: grew up on and on, on all that. You know what I mean. I grew up on everything. So mm. like I had my culture where it was, um, but I was just comfortable. Mm. Um, so I really have no issues as such. I got bullied by. Uh, when I went to high school, uh, when I was sort of going through it, about sort of 12, I got bullied quite badly by um, some by some white people and also uh, black guys, which hurt me probably the most. Like, So I got bullied quite bad from my the black guys or whatever. Mm. I had little girls around me around time. You know, I was a bit of a sweet boy. I had curly black hair. Um, you had curly
2: black
3: hair, yeah. Curly, 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 curl, little curls, man, little curls. You know what I mean? That. Like, Yo, just, I had
2: dreadlocks. Can you imagine that? Look at the state of us now,
3: yeah. I know it's unbelievable. No, it's funny. Like you remember, like crisscross days. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had like. I had like proper. De- I'm coming to school one time. Oh, I had the proper little dear. plats. Oh wow! Yeah, proper like proper sweeper. Proper little plats. Like, all little, <laughs> all the little, <laughs> the little bands and that in my like coming. I thought I was bad. The like, daddy, I can
2: make you.
3: They got it. Got they. Got, huh? They punched me up for that. boy. <laughs> punched me up for that. But it 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 molded me just to say, listen. Whether you're my you're my black people them, whether you're, you're white people them, I learn how to value myself. Hmm. Um. Yes, I'm mixed race, and I'm proud of of, of what I am, you know. Um, and I and I believe there's strength in, in in both. But it's just understanding what your your values of what, how I see myself. You might not see me how you, how I see myself. That's fine. But how I see myself is the most important thing because when you identify that, then you can have more love for yourself. Therefore, it won't be so confusing in the long run. Because the more you get mixed up in, like, oh, like, you know, what way do I go? What way do I turn? Or whatever it is. It's not about turning or whatever it is. It's about knowing what your heart is about and what knowing what you, whatever colour is on the outside. If you're a good person, that will will go further than, yeah, just being like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I am this colour and, and what kind of thing. It, too many stereotypes around both colours, anyway, personally. And I'm just happy and, and very proud to be a mixed race. Well said.
2: Okay, so in terms of your, when you played, I mean, did you suffer any racism whilst playing? And I've heard you talk about suffering ra- suffering racism from, from teammates. I mean, I can remember some situations, but, you know, I let you elaborate. Mm. I mean, to receive it from a teammate in a working environment, I mean, how did that go
3: down? Mm. My first... My first uh my first scenario was at Crystal Palace and it was a South African goalkeeper that we had and all the Palace first day, everyone was there but I wasn't I'd broken through but I wasn't mm. like you're a new through. kid on the block I was a sort of new kid on the block anyway but only a very very few yeah whether that be like Clinton Morrison Hayden Mullins even Steve Koppel only very few knew of my background from a from a fighting family and and knew like okay Leon's like it would Clint, if you spoke to like Clinton and that and then Hayden and a few other boys um, they would have been like yeah yeah Leon's like he's alright but he's a little bit tapped isn't it? He? he's a little bit he's not He's not the full ticket sort of thing. That's how they would switch. So Clinton, that's why I someone like Clinton who would never like step on my toes because he just wasn't sure about me and he's seen me switch. So only a few knew of the switch. I was I'm quite quiet, keeping myself to myself. But one particular training ground incident, I was playing up front and this uh, goalkeeper just come from South Africa. He must have still been in the slave days or something. I know what he was thinking but you come into South London and (laughs) you think you can talk like this. And I'm just like, anyway, so we're playing a game and uh, I remember, I think, I don't know, I didn't hold it up properly or something. And he's shouted out from the other, down the other side and he's gone, Mackenzie, hold it up, you black bastard. Loud. Wow And you know when you just like Everyone's looked at me like mm. And I just paused Like Black bastard Is he Do you really just say that Black Put black on On bastard And I And I And I was just like And then just something just went mm. And I literally sprinted to To the other end And um, Didn't say nothing Literally just Threw two punches Bang bang <laughs> I remember the punches, and he dropped, and he got up, and I begged him to 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 come on. Like I begged him, and and he just like was like, no, nah. and then he apologized. Oh, he apologized. Yeah, he apologized to me the next day. He said he's really sorry. Didn't get fined. Didn't get nothing. Couple didn't find me. He said all couple shattered out after I put him down because he was watching on the side was. You didn't do your homework. That's all he said, <laughs> <laughs> loud. You didn't do your homework. <laughs> uh, so that was yeah. quite funny. Uh, he, you know, he, he always sort of tells that story. But um, so he was South African, yeah. South African you kid that was. just came over, just hadn't, mm-hmm. it was not educated, and like you can't come to South London and start talking like that because you're gonna get dealt with. Yeah. I've been know.
2: to South Africa eight years, so. You can imagine it's 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 steeped in, you know, history and how they depict racism. It's terrible
3: somewhere, you know what I mean? Um, Different parts, right? So, Mm. yeah, I think he came from a part where I mean, he used to say to us all like, "Oh yeah, my where I live, you know, you you blacks are slaves in my house." So he used to talk. What, even, got, even in those times? Even they, those times, he'd be like, yeah, had... I got, but he'd be like, talking freely, yeah, I got, I got slaves in my house. <laughs> I can't even do the accent.
2: <laughs> it's not too bad, that accent. Yeah. Wow. Not servants, but even servants as black mm. people is seen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, he must have, that was a steep learning curve for him. You know, you're in England now, South London. Yeah. Not really going to get away with that.
3: No, no so that, that was the only sort of one kind of situation. No one's really... As I grew into like my you know, into proper first team football, no one's really come at me, like with the racist thing. Ad guy obviously, you know, spit at me one time, um, at half time, and we had a little dis you know. Deal.
2: that's the worst thing ever right I can thing. take most things but for someone to spit on you it's yeah, like yeah he tries ch- he to tra-
3: but he knows him. Man, to end man, off. He, he, man to man he, knows don't, he sp- knows don't even
2: spit near me do you know what I mean he, Like don't he, even he pretend he know, like you're he, spitting he, near me yeah
3: he knows he knows he couldn't really get to me when he, and he mm. just went like straight at me and I just I just saw yes, red yeah it's head loss I just saw red um, and then obviously yeah no, the rest is history it's quite a funny story up mm. until then but yeah we did see each other later on, many years later, and um, yeah, it's peaceful. Well,
2: it is what it is. We grow, right? Yeah. It's but funny. listen, you know that I work uh, in this area, and I'm I'm always talking and trying to t- um, educate people around tackling discrimination, especially racism. And
3: yeah, it's important.
2: And what can be done? I know recently you you went down to Westminster. I mean, I couldn't make it last week, but I've been mm. there and done that so many years. Mm. And um, there would have been some really good, important people in the room, wouldn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, uh, that conversation. I mean Urfa. how did you find it and what you know what could be done going forward? I mean, we're talking about tackling discrimination that in particular yeah. racism, right? Yeah, I
3: speak to um Urfa quite a lot. Mm. Um I find her so She's knowledgeable. S- so smart. Mm. Like, such a powerful young woman. She sits um, on the FA
2: Women Board. Yeah, I know, she, know she I know I, I, know, I do I know. some work with her. I know, she's, I know she
3: she's does. Very good. Um, just very intellectual very uh driven mm. but I believe in what she's trying to do I believe in her and her work ethic in terms of trying to change things um there's a you know I see troy and everyone mm. i think the what what we have to do is 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 do this collectively to really make change it's it's there's a lot of talking and we have this you know we have we have this maybe once a year where we all sort of get together and we raise certain things. But what my, I think what I'm trying to achieve as well, like I suppose everyone else is is how we do actually move forward. Because um, we can talk every year and we can continue talking, but collectively we need to really get hold of it. It's got to come from players that are playing now as well. It can't, you know, and, and, The problem we've got there is, is because when you're playing, you're just in that comfortable bubble, right? You don't really want to branch out and really get into these types of things because you're nice on you, you're earning nice money. You don't want to be, you know, don't want to disrupt the whole team situation. You don't want to disrupt anything. Mm. So a lot of players will just turn a blind eye to it and just Mm. be like, no, you know, not for me or just shy away from it. But there is some power in, in if you get one or two that just, you know, they've got a bit about them and and understand the value in, in how we do collectively move mm. forward. I think it will make a big difference in, in, in the changes. Mm. um, And it'd be just more powerful than just sort of just talking. How, you know, we identify it. I don't know. I've spoken to her for a few times and maybe we do like raise some money and do a massive event. um put some money, you know, into different areas. Mm. No, there's, there's, there's,
2: listen, we talk, and that's the thing, collectively we talk, there's lots of different steering groups, Mm. black participants group, you know, black coalition. Yeah. Now, people need to understand that there are players, current, former, who are trying to mobilize, you know, people need Mm. to understand that. But in terms of um, finance, I mean, that's a big thing, I think. A lot of it needs to be self-financed as opposed to relying upon the mm. stakeholders and which has caveats attached to it. You know, people tell you how to how to spend your money and what to do. Yeah. There are black entrepreneurs out there. There are people out there that I would like to see come forward that would mm. support some of the ideas that people are doing. So you're right to say that we do need current players and they don't sense the danger because when you're a player and you're earning good money, you feel that you're important and part of, but it's as soon as you go from playing to non-playing that you realise very quickly that you're no longer as welcome as you was back at any of the clubs that we played for. It's incredible, you know, you ring them up and it's like, can I get a ticket? And it's, mm. and you think, wow, I actually sweat, you know, blood and tears for this club. Yeah, I have to say So the importance, our job is to to try and make current players always, not to be negative, but just to show them that, listen, you will retire at some stage and when you retire, mm-hmm. what's your legacy going to be? What can you do? Because don't assume that you're going to fall into coaching. You're going to fall into management because there's an underrepresentation across all areas for a reason, and we haven't really addressed that situation. So going down to Westminster House of Commons would have been a nice day. Um, so there was no negative attached to that, but it's next steps from there. What comes next? You know, what can we do? So
3: exactly you know. that, mm. exactly that. Great, and obviously some some amazing effort put from you know like yourself um, with people that were there some some good efforts but yeah it's 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 about for me it's about how we move forward yeah yeah
2: you're passionate about a lot of stuff and you know you've got i can see when you you fight branding today the branding, brand, today, yeah. the branding. Yeah. it's yeah.
3: important you know these these five words saved my life really when i mm. look at it um and it's a message that is me it's just like you know it's going to it's going to grow um and i will sort of push it I, I, you know i get my own little things done um want to try and you know push it out there properly, properly. But yeah, it's important. You know, so many people I always see. Whether I I, I could be not even driving, I could be on the tube or going for a walk in the park or whatever. And someone I'll always see someone like like sort of looking at it or reading it. Do you know what I mean? So there's a message in there in itself. You know, mm. um, I believe it's you know these these words you know fight it, get help, talk. When you hear those words, it will stand up. Because it will represent something and that's you know just just mental health it's just you know sometimes life can 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 knock you and it's it's how it's all about how we respond and my belief is that when we respond best is when we have the ability to to talk and and have conversations and that's how you get to the the bottom of of what you're trying to achieve
2: so where's your passion now what gives you the most the most joy you know what what at the are you moment doing? yeah
3: Um, I love, um, I'm mentoring under 18s at Crystal Palace, Um, building relationships with the kids. It it does sound, this is the club where I first started, right? So the amount of paths I've had to cross and the ups and the downs and the whole journey in life Mm. to be able to sit down and just know I've covered so many things. I know exactly what you're going through. I know I look at their mannerisms.
2: Can you see the cocky swagger in some, yeah?
3: Cocky swagger and say, Yep, I used to be you, Mm -hmm. but you're not all that. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I get it. Like I see Mm. the emotional ones. Yeah. I see the the ones that that need that reassurance. You know, I see the ones that very reserved think they can do it all by themselves. Yeah, of course. Think they know it all. It's not the case. I'm not there to Mm to take anything away from them but only to to project good energy and for them to trust me in what i'm trying to do there i don't put on no staff uniform i don't i come there independent independent i watch i I try and you know i do certain things with them we cover certain topics and we do sometimes some some group work and i'll do one-to-one work it's the best um it's 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 me giving everything back in, in 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 what I've experienced in my life. And I think when you're able to do that in life, when you are able to give back and and educate others that you know are, are just coming through, I think it's probably one of the greatest gifts to be able to do that in, in life. There's no point living your life, achieving so much, going through ups and downs and your journeys pretty exceptional. To just keep it to yourself Then I feel like you're going to just die selfish mm. So Yeah
2: Do you feel like you've Covered everything you want to talk about today? Is there anything else that you,
3: you need to share? What would I need to share now? Um, I'd like to share You know like It's always You know sometimes Some of us get challenged in life more than others And I feel like I'm one of them People that when well, no matter how things are good are there'll always be something to to challenge me or whatever mm. but you know what it's all about always how i say to anyone that's sort of struggling or suffering is 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 it's all about how you respond what can you do for yourself to go out and find the strength to not only get the right help but understand the value in yourself to want to to make that happen how you respond is everything that's always going to be your power yeah Embrace what's going on in your life, embrace what, you know, your thoughts, feelings and emotions, but also embrace the fact that you have the ability to fight in a way, not just to fight like in a boxing way, but to fight back of what what, what means a lot to you. Like, you know, like I say, for me to sit here and be able to speak to yourself, um, you know, see my children grow so many things that have happened in my life since the the day I tried to end it all and check out a life um makes me understand the value and, and the love that i have in my life right so mm. I believe that we we uh we all have that that kind of love where we just gotta find it at the, at the right time mm. um but yeah it's all love man it's just like i say even you know good days bad days still to this day good days bad days it's just about understanding you know, on the bad days, you you have to embrace what you have to embrace, but at the same time, not to hold it too much. You know, just just try and find a way, and that might be as, as simple as going for a walk, uh, having a conversation with with a, you know a close friend, or just not beating yourself up, and and understanding the value in your life, and also that actually you know it's bad, but it's not that bad, and we can recover from the uh. You know whatever the, the storm is that we're going
2: through. Wow, well, well said. Listen, it's always good to speak to you whether it's on air or in mm. person. You know that, mm. man. I'm always Yeah, man. Here listen, I've got
3: love for you, brother. You know that. Like, you know the drill. You. Nah, listen, I and I speak to Anne and that as well. You know what I mean. I speak to the misses and that every so often. Mm. But I am. Um, what makes me smile, Jay, is is obviously you are doing so much within football and that anyway, but. I've always seen you as, as you know, as an inspire inspiring strong character. Um, not just to big you up in because you're one of my best people, but it's it's what I saw when even when we was playing. Like I saw you doing your courses, I saw you doing things like to to prepare properly. Do you see what I mean? Like I saw all these things, and um, yeah, we've had our bad moments and and good moments in life. And we've experienced lots of things. But as time goes on, um, the man that you are today is is a is a is a very good one. And, you know, I see a lot of growth and your heart is is very special and the way your family is, and you know, the amazing house that you 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 live in now is not just because you were just chilling sitting on your sofa. You you've had to really work hard um and identify not only like the triggers and stuff but identify how you, you make a difference in life so I'm, pr- I'm proud to know you mate you know I'm saying come on bro listen I mean
2: that bro thank you I mean you know that. for being part of the absolutely yeah. podcast and um, hopefully we can look for the win together and yeah. I wish you all the best you know that keep
3: winning man all keep right? winning Definitely. love that bro love peace it,